Hey you guys, it's your girl Brianna Bell. Welcome to Is Black and White. If this is your first time listening in, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back friends and family. I am so grateful for you all. I say it every single time and every single time I mean it. I truly am blessed and just humble that God is literally using me. Like this is just, it's amazing. But um... What would you call it? It's not the views, but the list, the listener, the numbers, uh, the amount of people listening have gone up. I am just grateful. I truly, truly am. Like, this is just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I'm just in awe. I'm like, wow, God. Like, I never, ever would have thought that I would be here. Like, truly, truly, truly. And I'm not even trying to be funny or anything like that. It's just, I've always known myself to be, I don't know, just Brie. And I still am just Brie, but now Brie has a purpose. So it's like, wow, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, um, I'm thankful today, you guys. Um, I don't know. It might be a little, hopefully it's not sloppy. I don't have real notes. My laptop decided to break on me. Um... So I'm looking into getting another one. But on top of that, y'all, I'm changing services so I don't have any Wi-Fi. And I didn't know how much I needed Wi-Fi. So everything that I'm doing is like on my phone or in my journal. And um, either way, we're going to get this word across, okay? So <laughs> let's open up. Oh, before I get into that. So the word today is um, the Lord wants to grant your request. The Lord wants to answer your prayers okay so we about to get an in this is esther chapter five and um it's only 14 verses so i may go on ahead and just read that let me see yeah i think i can read that i mean i don't have my um like i said i don't have my laptop usually i would just copy and paste the um scripture put it on the notes have it highlighted it's just way more organized for me that way so y'all just bear with me so first let's open up in prayer father in the name of jesus we just thank you for today we thank you god that you've gotten us through every single obstacle father god and that you've kept us um in this time lord extra close to you lord we are just so grateful god we thank you for this word today that you are I'm willing to answer our request or grant our request, Father God. We pray, Father God, right now um, that you open our mind, our ears, our hearts, God, to receive this word. Um, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would just anoint my mouth, God, so only the words that you want to come forth will come forth in Jesus' name. Father God, I put down my flesh, my emotions, my my knowledge, my own knowledge, and my own desires, Father God. And I just give you this podcast, Lord. I pray for blessings and peace over your people, those who are listening, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Um, okay. Um, see, I, I'm kind of think, thinking like, do I just jump in at this point? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go ahead and read. So... Like we were saying, God is wanting to answer our request. Um, hopefully, you guys have been keeping up. We've been going through the book of Esther. If this is your first time, I would suggest if you feel that to, to go back um, and listen to the other four 
I guess, because we've been going through every chapter, which is crazy, right? This is what God's led me to do. Um, And we're pretty much like halfway in. Yeah, we're halfway in because I think there's 10 chapters. So yes, I hope you guys have been blessed just as much as I've been. You guys, God keeps confirming Esther even to this day, like in different places. Um, people have been emailing me and they've been hearing the word about Esther as well. So we actually believe we are where we are supposed to be. Glory be to God. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading and then just um, give you guys the revelation that God has given me within the, about this word. So we're going to start with verse one. On the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and entered into her court of the palace just just across from the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner courts, he welcomed her and held out the gold uh, scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. Um verse three then the king asked her what do you want queen esther what is your request i will give it to you even if it is half of the kingdom even if it's half of the kingdom and esther replied if it please the king let the king and haman come today to a banquet i have prepared for the king the king turned to his attendants and said tell haman to come quickly to a banquet as Esther ha- has requested. So the king and Haman went to um, to Esther's banquet. I just want to pause right there because I read this twice last night and verse five just stood out to me. So five, five, the king turned to his attendant and said, tell Haman to come quickly to the banquet as Esther requested. Do you guys see how quickly, how quickly the king answered Esther's prayer. I truly believe God is saying he is going to answer your prayers like that fast. Like it's done. What do you want? What is what is your request? What would you want me to do? You got it. And literally, she answered his question. I would like Haman to come to dinner with us. Okay. Tell Haman to come to dinner with us. Like just that fast. Praise God, right? Okay, so verse six. And while they were drinking wine, um, the king said to Esther, now tell me what you really want, okay? God's like, what What more do you want? That's nothing. Like, what What do you want? For real, for real. Whatever you want, let me know, okay? What is your request? I will give it to you. And um, even if it's half of the kingdom, okay? Um, Esther replied, this is my request and deepest wish. If I have found favor with the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request and do what I ask, please come with Haman tomorrow to the banquet I will prepare for you. Then I will explain what this is about. You guys, God sees your heart. He sees your heart and you're ready. Now he's asking you, what do you want? What do you want? And you know, for me, what God was showing me last night is that sometimes um, we have to go through the fire. We have to go through trials. We have to, um, be under pressure, right? Because during those moments, that's when we seek God. I mean, just to be honest, 
just to be honest. <laughs> I mean, everybody's not like that, but most people have to go through something to really turn to God in a for real way. I mean, some people are blessed. They come out the womb loving God, serving God. That is amazing. But I, I don't necessarily know anyone like that. So I'm speaking from my experience and people that I've known, right? And this is a revelation God was giving me last night. Like sometimes it takes something drastic happening for us to get for God to get our attention. And when he does, when we're seeking him truly in spirit and in truth, then um that's when our will lines up with his will. Like I promise you, everything that God has you going through is not for nothing. It it always counts for something. And I was just telling a young lady this yesterday. I was like, when I was in Texas, like it was like the best, worst years of my life because of all the trials and afflictions and everything that I've gone through. It was crazy. It was insane. It was like, I say yes to God and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Like I was confused because I thought that if you say yes to God, that means life goes peachy for you. That means God answers your prayers like he's answering Esther's right now. I had no idea that behind the scenes, um, what, and things that people do not talk about things that people don't really preach about is that there are going to be trials that you're going through and it's not even necessarily about because of your past sins it's not even about because you're not a good person sometimes God has you in those things because he's trying to grow you and he's breaking things that needs to be off of you and so I can honestly say like everything that God has put me through my heart is completely different like I don't even recognize myself because Aubrey would have been so focused on clapbacks Aubrey would have been so focused on just winning and 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 um like stunting on people like that used to be my heart like I want this this and this because I want people to see me because I want to matter and I want people to look up to me I want people to see me like now I could care less what people think and say and feel about me now it's like God I want your will God if you bless me when you bless me um I want others to be blessed. And it's so crazy because you guys, I read the whole book of Esther first before God gave me um, the the word to just share the revelations with you guys. And so when I had first read it, it was amazing to me, right? It was amazing to me because when God asked me, when I'm, because God was speaking to me just like he's speaking to you. And he's saying, what do you want? And I was thinking about that for a minute, like, well, what do I want, right? We can easily say, like, God, I want a house. I want a car. I want money. I want, you know, and you guys, I blew my own self away. <laughs> I asked God, I legit prayed to God that my enemies will be blessed, that God, that you will bless them so greatly that their heart would change. You know why? Because when God shows his favor on you in a way that you don't even deserve, I think that's what changes people's hearts. When when people encounter God like, dang, like I was kind of mean or I, I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. Like when you know that you don't deserve something, when you know, that's how I felt. I didn't deserve Jesus. I still don't deserve Jesus. But because Jesus chose me, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do all that I can to please him. Because I, I don't even deserve everything that God has given me, including his life. And so I, I pray that for my enemies. I pray that for people who don't even know God. I pray or who don't know God in a real way. I pray that because 
that's when change starts. And it's not even about me. It's just about them really having this encounter with God, them really being saved, them really having a relationship with God. And it was so crazy when I prayed that I was like, wow. And it was highlighted of how much God has changed my heart in this time. It is crazy. It is, it is just, it's crazy. So um, that's the word that God has given me for that first part. Um, like I said, God's asking you, what is your request? What do you want God to do? Maybe you are still in uh, the fire. Maybe you're not at a place yet where you're um, able to pray for other people. But whatever your request is, maybe you have some needs like right now. Okay. It's nothing wrong with that. You ask God for those prayers and you see that those prayers line up with God's will for you though. Making sure that those prayers line up with God's will. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and finish this chapter. So we're going to read uh, verses 9 through 14. And this is when Haman's plans, he plans to kill Mordecai, which is Esther's um, cousin. And remember, if you guys go back, I don't remember which chapter it was, but Haman is just... For me, like if we were to describe this man in today's time, I would just say he's a straight up narcissist (laughs) because he wants everything all about him and he praises himself. He wants people to bow. He wants this level of respect as if he's God. Like it is insane, right? We know people in real life that are like this, okay? But anyway, um, he's trying to kill Mordecai because Mordecai is not bowing to him, okay? So we're about to read and see how this goes. I have a sneeze that's coming, but it won't come out. Okay, let's just get this in. Okay, so verse 9. Haman was a happy man as he left the banquet, okay? But when he... So I guess he already went and had dinner with um Ham, with um, Esther and the king, okay? So, but when he saw Mordecai sitting at the palace gate, not standing up, or trembling nervously before him, Haman became furious. However, he restrained himself and went on home. Y'all, this spoke out to me too, because it was like God giving me revelation. Let me just say this. This second part, you guys, is going to expose your enemies and what's really going on behind the mask, behind their whatever they are portraying, right? They're really furious. They're really upset and they can't stand you, okay? But it gets good. It gets good. It's not going to stay like that, all right? So then Haman gathered uh, together his friends and Zeresh, um, his wife, and boasted to them about his great wealth and his many children. He bragged about the honor the king had given him and how he had been promoted over all other nobles and officials. Oh my gosh. Okay, then verse 12. Then Haman added, and that's not all. Queen Esther invited only me and the king himself to the banquet she prepared for us. And she invited me to dine with her and the king again tomorrow. This is crazy. Y'all know anybody like this? I can think of a few people. (laughs) They just be going in and in. Like people who forever talk about themselves. They literally worship themselves like this is like like when I was reading this I was kind of rolling my eyes like oh my gosh like there were people like that even back then 
Dang, this is crazy, okay? So look, verse 13. Then he added, but this is all worth nothing as long as I see Mordecai the Jew just sitting there at the palace. So you mean to tell me, Haman has all this favor, all this wealth. He's been promoted. Like you got all of the good stuff and you still are not satisfied because of one person. Because of one person. And I'm telling you, this is literally how people, how your enemies are. They can have so much going for themselves, but none of that matters because they want what you have or they don't like that, that you are still here. You're not doing this. Like it is insane. It is insane to me. Even in my unsaved days, I don't think I was like that, but whatever. Like I just can't for me. I can't process it. It doesn't make sense to me. I can only think that it is a a demon. It is a unclean spirit that needs to be uh, cast out, period. Because this is just crazy to me, okay? Look at all the stuff that he has and still, right? So in verse 14, so Haman's wife, Zeresh, um, and all his friends suggested, set up a sharpened pole that stands 75 feet tall. And in the morning, ask the king to impale Mordecai on it. When this is done, you can go on your merry way to the banquet with the king. This pleased Haman and he ordered the pole um, set up. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, um, like I said, verse 9 through 14 is literally an illustration of how relentless your enemy is. Um they just have to see you fail in life. They want to see you fail no matter how it looks in any kind of way as long as you're not succeeding. They don't want to see you happy, whole, um, fearless. No, they they can't have that, okay? But I've never, like I said, I've never fully understand why this hap- would happen with people. I literally have friends that would end up being jealous of me and I did not understand why. Um, as a late teenager, um, very young, young adult, um, my life was pretty jacked. Like I was the one, and I've said this before, I was the one who had a lot of drama going on in her life. I had a baby at 16. Do you guys know how shameful that is to walk around high school with a baby? Now, look, I'm not, this ain't a woe is me moment, right? But I'm saying I've had that happen to me. Okay, um, so me being 16 with a child, um, my parents were super strict still. Um, then I was going through baby mama drama or baby daddy drama because we weren't together. Me and my, um, he's not my husband, but we weren't together for a, p- a period of time. I'm dealing with his little thing, like this chick he was messing with. Like I was going through hell, right? And still I would experience people acting funny with me. Like why are people what like like to me it just never made sense then fast forward I get married and like I've shared with you guys I'm still having trouble um in my marriage like I'm not like how I see it I I never understood why people would get jealous or compare themselves to me when I'm like are you not listening to me I'm I'm literally telling you that my marriage is jacked up um and it's hard for me to get a job and um, all these other things that I'm going through, 
I don't have anything. Like, why are you jealous of somebody who doesn't have anything? How are you comparing yourself to somebody who doesn't have anything? I never understood. I never understood that. I could be talking to people who actually have a house, okay? Or you have a, a good person, you and your spouse doing great, okay? Or whatever, you're doing stuff in the church. I don't understand why you're comparing yourself to me until I read this passage. Until I read this passage, I just believe it is a spirit and these people are being used by it. I don't think we should ever, and I learned that yesterday, we shouldn't compare ourselves to people because it's just like us telling God, we don't like what you've given us. Like we, we're ungrateful for what we have. You know what I mean? So it was a humbling moment for me, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway. Verse 13, um, let me see, where it says, okay, then he added, but this is all nothing, this is all worth nothing as long as I see Mordecai. Remember when he was talking about he doesn't care about all the blessings he, he has? Like, it just showed me that this man probably had a very controlling spirit. We can call it a narcissist spirit, which I think is tied to a Jezebel spirit. Um, a jealous spirit and whatever other demons you can think of that's associated with that, with his attitude. Like, anyway, those things need to be rebuked. Like, those things need to be cast out. Um, that man truly needs deliverance. Okay. But anyway, that is all that I have for you. I hope that that made sense to you guys. Um, really, what really stood out to me when I first read it was the first portion of chapter five about God asking us. What do you want? Because he's willing to give it to you. The second half is really just an understanding, just an eye opener of like maybe what's really happening with with your with your enemies. So to keep it black and white, you know, make your request known to the Lord. He is willing to answer you because I believe he's saying you're ready. Now you're ready, okay? Um second, understand that um our enemies are being used because of their own brokenness. Usually there's some type of brokenness at the root of people being the way they are. And God showed me this because he did not design us to be this way. He did not design us to be evil, um, vindictive, controlling, um, prideful. Like That is not the way God designed us to be. But those doors become open due to offense if we've been offended and we didn't forgive or if we've been hurt there's been some type of trauma things that happened to us um that we probably didn't even welcome you know what I mean I was talking about me being 16 and pregnant okay that's something I did but there could be something that happens to somebody else like you somebody being molested okay or someone being neglected as a child those are things that we have no control over so whatever the case may be there is some type of brokenness in order because of someone being like that like i know people who may say that they're done like they're free and they forgave and they're not broken but their fruit says otherwise like you know what i mean they can say you can say all day long whatever i can say all day long like this is just me being very just black and white i can say that i'm a white person i can say that all day long but i i am definitely black like not even just from the looks of it of how i look right but if you see my parents 
you would know those two black individuals um, made a black person. So I could say all day long that I'm white or all day long, I can say that I am a male. I can say that I am a man, but I have a vagina. So I'm saying these people can say all day long that they're not hurting. Okay. But there is some deep rooted things that they're not dealing with. And because of that, God has given me compassion over these people. And I pray that he will give you compassion too, to just pray, to keep praying for them. Um, if, if you feel led, intercede for them um, and forgive, forgive them for they know not what they do. You guys, God keeps telling me if people knew, like, look, I'm not perfect. I know that I still offend people. I still say catty stuff. I'm still working on those things like um, legit. As soon as it comes up, as soon as I feel the Holy Spirit checking me or convicting me, I go and I apologize immediately. And it may make me look crazy sometimes. I may say something kind of harsh. Um, I'll give you guys an example. Um, maybe yesterday, God told me, um, stop asking why would you and just correct the person. So, for example, with my husband or my kids, if they do something, I'm kind of like, why would you do Like, to me, in my mind, that's... Where's the common sense? Like, I would say, why would you do da-da-da-da, right? That is very, very, um, what's the word? Offensive? I don't know. But God was telling me, like, it's wrong. What I should do, because that's not of love, okay? What I should do is just say, hey, can you do this, this, and this? Or, hey, um, I think you should do this and this. Like, it's a huge difference. I'm still, there's still going to be a change, right? I'm still going to get the change that I'm looking for. Um, or there will be the better decision that will be made. But it's just the way that I'm saying it. Okay, so um, I don't know why I'm saying this. I kind of lost my train of thought. But the point is God is saying to forgive them. And um, y'all, I'm so sorry. I don't even know why I said that. Lord, bring it back. See, this is what happens when you don't have notes. This is what happened because I talk a lot and I know that I talk a lot, but I hope y'all following me. This is, but anyway, we have to forgive these people because they don't know that. Thank you, Jesus. They don't know what they are doing because now that I am walking with Christ daily and I'm, I'm aiming to please God daily, I'm open to the correction of the Holy Spirit. And so because of that, I correct myself instantly versus someone who might not be completely there yet they probably don't even know that they're doing anything wrong because as you told me this maybe even a month ago uh two months ago that brie asking questions like that is kind of messed up i'll probably be like what well no because i think i will make sense it'll make sense then okay if i was the old brie i know for a fact i wouldn't even consider what you're saying like i wouldn't consider any kind of correction from anybody you see what i'm saying because i would think that there's nothing wrong with it so I'm saying all that to say that some people legit do not know that what they're doing is wrong. And so because of that, it's easier. We, we have to make up in our mind to forgive them for that. We just have to. Um, our flesh will tell us all day long that it's not right. And it's so easy to stay into that unforgiveness. Because in our minds, we would think that it, it's one plus one. Okay, but God has been showing me that the way that I think everyone doesn't think. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a different word because I could go 
another 30 minutes explaining that. But I'm going to stop right here. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for your love, your support, your emails, um, for you guys sewing. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, I want you guys be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, and just allow the Lord to hold you in his arms. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You are never alone. One, two, God is willing. And it's not even just because of this word. He's always been ready to answer your prayers, okay? Um, but we serve a really good God. And I just, I hope that I get that message across, okay? Um, so yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Um, just talking off the top of my head right now. So I'm going to end this right here. I love you guys again, and I will talk to you guys, um, next Tuesday. Love you guys. Bye.